Hey friends, welcome back to the GPS podcast. Glad you're here this week and we're going to be doing something a bit different than we have in the previous weeks in light of recent events. As you know, about a week ago, tornadoes came through Middle Tennessee impacting our area and leaving many without homes, without loved ones, and a deep sense of loss and grief and hurt. And one of the challenges of this last week was walking around and seeing people that you know and love hurting so deeply, looking at businesses that you're used to driving past all of a sudden, completely gone. And there are these challenges that we now face as we try to rebuild and put things back together as a community that we are going to be doing very slowly. And because of these events on Sunday in class, we did something a bit different. We spent some time reflecting and processing what has happened over the last week. The question that we spent time reflecting on was based out of a truth that we have talked about in previous weeks on this podcast that I felt like was appropriate for us to consider as we recover and rebuild that I wanted to offer to you today. And after that reflection, I want to give a practice, a prayer practice that I have found to be helpful in seasons where emotions are high and there are a lot of unseen things that we carry with us. So first, the reflection. The question that we asked in class on Sunday was based upon verses 27 and 28 of Genesis 1, where we're told that in the beginning, God created humanity And when he created humanity, God made a significant statement about the nature of humanity. God says, let us create humankind in our image. And we read that God creates humankind in his image, male and female, he created them. And we can often skip over this significant identity statement And we shouldn't because what we're being told there is something not just about the people of God, not just about people who believe like we do, not just about people who look like us and talk like us and go to the same places that we go. What's really scandalous about that faith claim from the very beginning is that the people of God were saying all people are created in the image of God. No matter where you're from, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you believe, no matter what your stance is on any issue, all of humanity, every man, woman, and child is created in the image of God. And what was striking to me over the last week is to see how that image of God was reflected in so many different powerful ways. It was moving to watch a community come together 
to support and love one another with no strings attached and only a desire and a willingness to help neighbors. People from both the state, from around the nation, and even around the world checked in with me to make sure that we were okay and to know how they could help. I went to a faith leader meeting on Wednesday with faith leaders and police officers talking about how we could rebuild this community over the next weeks and months ahead. And I sat in a room filled with so many different representatives from so many different faith groups who put all of our differences aside in order to reflect this oneness, this unity, this common purpose. And so there we were, different people from different walks of life who claim some different beliefs, and yet we still experienced togetherness and community and a sense of wanting to restore our community. And that was just one beautiful moment where I saw the image of God being reflected around me. I talked to a first responder on Sunday who was tasked with monitoring a neighborhood that didn't have power. And in order to to make sure that looters didn't get into that neighborhood, he was posted there at the entrance. And he told a story of how even though he was there to protect the people of that neighborhood, it was residents of that neighborhood who kept coming to him offering food and supplies that people were bringing to them. This beautiful glimpse of the image of God and how people were interacting with each other, how they were trying to take care of each other. Whether they knew each other, whether they had ever met before, there was still this willingness to help. Church members from our congregation went out and served the community School teachers were driving into neighborhoods that didn't have many resources and they were delivering food and other goods. There were all of these stories emerging over this last week of people doing good and being good and reflecting that image of God, showing the best of humanity by loving each other. And in a time like this, when there is grief and trauma, tragedy and uncertainty, and a lot of questions that will never fully be answered, it was a beautiful experience on Sunday to just listen to people share stories of hope and faith and love and be reminded that there is still this image of God at work in the world through all different kinds of people in all different kinds of places. And it was a really meaningful and touching experience to be on the receiving end of that. And so as we move ahead in these days and weeks and months, I want to encourage us to keep looking for that image Yes, there's this call for us to reflect that image in what we do and how we care for those around us. 
in the ways we love and treat people around us, but also for us as we rebuild and try to restore a sense of normalcy to also look forward in others. Maybe in the person that is across the street that you've never met, but in light of recent events, you're compelled to go and greet them. Maybe it's the waitress who you always interact with on a casual basis, but maybe you can see something different in her in light of these events. Maybe it's the kids down the street or the kids in your own home, the parents who live in a different state or those relatives that live just across town that we move about our lives with this conviction and this faith belief that we learn from Genesis 1 that every man, woman, and child, all of humanity is created in the image of God. And so all of humanity has the potential to reflect that image. And this week was a powerful witness to me of the image of God at work in the world and a reminder that when I set my intention to look for that image, I see glimpses of it everywhere. But there's also this other part of this past week that is going to stay with us for quite a long time. And that's all of those unseen things that a situation like what evolved over the last week leaves in its wake. There is now uncertainty. There's now a new kind of anxiety. There's a lot of questions that we carry with us. There's deep grief. There's hurt that will hurt for a while. There's sadness guilt. And and so often we we walk away from an event like that of last week and we carry those with us. And it's because we do carry those things with us that I think it's helpful to have practices and prayers that can be kind of anchors for us to hold on to as we try to move ahead. And there's a particular prayer that has been meaningful to me over the last several years that has been meaningful in those seasons like the one that we're currently in where I have felt overwhelmed by emotion and not really sure what to do with it or where to channel it. And it's a prayer that that I want to teach you that maybe you can carry with you in the coming days and weeks ahead and put it into practice and Maybe it will be helpful in some way. It's a prayer that I'm borrowing from a guy named Richard Foster, and it's a prayer that tries to live into that promise of the psalmist when he says in Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. And it's a three-part prayer that has bodily postures that accompany it. And the three movements of this prayer are simply release, receive, and rest. And move one is called 
release. And, and during this part of the prayer, you put your palms face down in front of you in a comfortable position. And as you hold them face down, with that, you're symbolically handing over to God the unseen burdens you carry with you. And as you hold them face down, one of the things that I found helpful is to name those very things that you need to hand over to God, those burdens that you carry. Maybe your anger with a friend, your sadness because of a loss, or a heightened level of anxiety. Whatever you feel is currently a heavy burden becomes the things that you name and hand over to God. And after spending some time in that posture, naming those things, the second move of the prayer is called receive. And this is where you turn your palms face up. And and you begin to do that as this symbolic desire to receive from God. And what I have found helpful is naming the very things that I desire to receive from God. Peace. Forgiveness, love, a deeper sense of God's presence. Whatever it is that you need or desire to receive from God, you name those things with your palms face up. And after a period of receiving, the final move is simply called resting. And in this move, you simply... Sit in silence before God. It's not a time to to give or to receive, but it's simply a time to be present to the God who is always with us. And just resting there as long as you need, as long as you feel is what you need for that time of prayer. This three-part prayer to, to release palms face down, to receive palms face up, and to rest, simply sitting in the presence of God, for me, has been a very meaningful way for me to process and to walk through those seasons where the emotions felt like too much, where my burdens felt overwhelming, to know that there was this symbolic way in which I could continue to try to hand those over to God in order to continue to receive from God as I continue to try to rest in God's presence. And so maybe that three-part prayer can be a helpful practice for you. Because I know in the days and weeks ahead, there is going to be a lot of emotions and questions and uncertainty and challenges that are unseen that we carry with us in our hearts and our minds, these things that can easily become burdens. And that prayer, I hope, can be a way that we live into that truth of Psalm 55, 22, where we can cast our burdens on the Lord in order to experience Him sustaining us. Again, thank you for joining us this week. Hopefully that reflection or that practice is helpful to you in some way. And we will be back here next week as we continue our series on Genesis 1 and 2.